Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm excited for today's episode because we're going to be chatting about all things goals for 2023, but not necessarily in relation to time and pacing for races upcoming, but it's still going to be related to running, but just sit back and relax, and I'll just explain in the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be sitting down and recording another solo episode, but this is going to be one that is opening up a bit more about something sort of in relation to like lifestyle, diet, nutrition, and all sorts of things. And so I want to put a trigger warning in the beginning, just if you get triggered by topics like eating disorders, because I will be discussing that as I have a few times on the podcast, but you guys know that I'm super open about that part of my life and that sort of struggle that I went through when I was younger. And I just want to bring that back and sort of continue the conversation. I always think it's really important, especially in my journey as a runner. And if this, you know, if this is relatable to any other runners and anyone finds this helpful, I think that this is worth creating as an episode. And I think this is something that I also just want to continue the conversation on TikTok and Instagram and just open it up a bit more and just be more open about some of the goals that that I have known that I need to be a bit more serious about, but have not just like sat down and made the time to. So before we get into the bulk of this episode, let's of course start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, I have a few highs this week, so we're just going to start with the low for the week. And my low is that I have been feeling, I felt the marathon blues yesterday, I guess, is like what I'm trying to say. And I definitely wasn't expecting it, and it kind of just like hit me out of nowhere. But I know that I've had Emmeline on the podcast to talk about post-marathon blues. And if I'm honest, after Manchester Marathon, I was riding this like super great high for a week of just like, wow, what a race, how perfect, how amazing, how incredible, you know, 28-minute PB and just feeling incredible and on top of the world. And then I had the plan the entire time, and I knew that I was going to go and obviously spectate and watch and cheer my friends on at Manchester at London Marathon 2023 which was so fun but interestingly in that moment that's when the post-marathon blues hit me and I'm not someone who typically feels them too much or like as like I guess like deeply if that makes sense I've I've felt them before in some capacity where like it's more so that I'm just like itching to sign up for my next race and then I do and then like that sort of quote-unquote post-marathon blue is sort of like done but yesterday I kind of just like I needed a moment to just kind of be sad because as incredible as it was to watch everyone running London obviously I think that I had a moment of just like oh my gosh like this was me literally a week ago and I I really miss this feeling and I wish that that was me out there and obviously like again not trying to make this about me but like I was so excited and it was so awesome to cheer all my friends on and see everyone running and watch the elite women and the men and it was just incredible and like weirdly at the same time incredibly inspiring because I feel like today I've woken up and I'm really excited Monday morning ready to like tackle on the week and feeling inspired by like watching everyone yesterday but I feel like in the moment yesterday sort of in the afternoon evening time after 
we had spectated London Marathon, I think I just had a moment of just like, man, I kind of like, I really miss it. And I like, I'm really itching for a race again, but I feel like that's completely normal. All right, so my high for the week, I said that I have a few, but I feel like obviously one of them was watching London yesterday because it was my first time spectating a marathon and also my first year not running London Marathons. So for those that don't know, I've run London Marathon in 2021, 2022, and this was the first year that I didn't, but I mean, knock on wood, we get that good for age place for next year with my 342. So fingers crossed for that. My other piece of good news is incredibly exciting. And I I think it was the last episode that I sort of hinted at it. But by the time that this episode is released, I can talk about it. So last week I got a very, I think it was last week or the week before, I got a really exciting email essentially asking if I wanted to come to this incredibly exciting event at Adidas headquarters. It's in Germany and I'm going to be, I hate myself for this because I cannot pronounce it. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. I just tried to and I just really didn't want to. But essentially, it's a really exciting event and it's called Road to Records and it's going to be really cool. It's over the course of a few days and Adidas are flying myself and another creator out and it's really exciting and we're actually going to be racing a 5k one of the days. So that's super exciting. I've not raced a 5k since last fall. So really hoping to break my 2306. So we'll see, fingers crossed. But at the same time, there's going to be so many elite athletes and just elite runners racing and it's just going to be I think such a cool event and so incredibly inspiring I will be creating this into a vlog on YouTube so you guys are getting sort of like the first the first hint at my next YouTube vlog I really love the fact that like I captured Manchester Marathon in like a weekend vlog format on YouTube if you haven't watched that yet go and check it out there's a link in the show notes of the episode but my next YouTube vlog is going to be just capturing this weekend in Germany at Adidas headquarters. I'm so excited. And again, just like it's so beyond my wildest dreams and everything about just the past few months has felt so amazing. And I just, I feel so grateful and I just feel like I keep having these like pinch me moments and I feel like I'm definitely gonna be pinching myself a lot this weekend. So I'm really excited and really looking forward to it. If you wanna follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, I will be sharing sort of more videos, stories and things around that. So go and follow me there. But those are my highs for the week. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. Right, so 2023 races. I've shared a little bit about this in my last episode. I know that there were some issues, by the way, with listening to my last episode on Apple Podcasts, unfortunately. Really sorry if that is your mode of listening, but I'm hoping that this episode like gets uploaded okay. Fingers crossed. But I did mention in that episode the list of races that I have upcoming in 2023. So I've got about four and I've got three before I go and do Chicago. But you guys know that I still have another marathon this year. So I'm really excited genuinely to see what I can achieve in you know between now and Chicago I'm excited to see how I do in these races in between to help to help kind of test out my fitness and see where I'm at and see if I can hit some of the time goals that I want and I feel like I'm gonna sort of save some of that discussion for sort of race specific episodes and I'll sort of share more about that in yeah separate episodes but I want to talk about something a bit different and something that I've not really spoken about and the reason that I put in a trigger 
warning is because as you guys know 10 years ago a little over 10 years ago I was diagnosed with anorexia and I had about a two-year battle with it before I was able to call myself quote-unquote recovered and I say that I'm quote-unquote recovered because I don't believe that anyone is ever truly recovered because I truly believe that we all deal with those sort of negative thoughts from time to time and I've shared in some episodes whenever I'm going through different things in my life I tend to unfortunately gravitate back towards those those thoughts and habits sometimes and I'm but I think the recovered aspect of me is really good at being able to sort of see it and stop it before it happens and so I that's what I believe to be sort of the recovered part of me is that like I'm very self-aware and I know that these are issues and that's also sort of why I want to do this episode and I want to talk about this because as someone who you know, has this podcast and comes on here and talks about my running journey and my advice. I want to also be honest about the fact that like, I'm not perfect at this. And I've never thought that I was perfect at this. But I also know that I get like, you know, really sweet messages from you guys saying how much I inspire you. And I think that I've been reflecting a lot about how, you know, what that means for me and whether or not I'm giving the right message or am I being completely honest with you guys about, you know, am I really just like completely okay? Am I struggling with anything? And I really want to be honest about a few things and like goals specifically in relation to how am I going to have a really successful 2023? I think that there are a lot of elements that we don't talk about as runners that really feed into being able to give your ultimate best performance at races. And I know even saying that is still sort of, you know, you you can't ever, you don't know what races are going to be like until you go into them. And not every race is going to be your best. Like I'm not going to have the experience that I had at Manchester for every single race. Unfortunately, I totally wish I could. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's just, it's, it's the reality of it. But I think that there are a lot of things that you can do other than running to sort of build yourself up for success and give yourself the best chance. So in this episode, I want to talk about my top three goals that I have that are not time or pace related for the rest of my races in 2023. And I want to do this to sort of emphasize that there are areas that as a runner, I like, you know, I didn't prioritize these things for quite a long time. And I think upon my injury, I've had a lot of time to self-reflect. And I think that, you know, even post-marathon, I've been reflecting as well. So I think it's important I create an episode like this so that we can continue to have this conversation and maybe even begin this conversation if some of us haven't had it before. So I'm going to run through these top three things and some of the things you guys have heard me talk about before, others you've not. And so yeah, I'm going to save the chunk of it for the last one. But we're going to start with the first one being that I want to rest more. And I think that it took me a while to become okay with the idea of not running nearly every single day. And I know that people do run streaks and like that's their thing. But for me, that's never been my thing. And no matter what, I've never been someone that wanted to go out and run every single day because I do believe to some extent that I do need to have a rest day of some sort. But I think for a while, I only really ever limited myself to one. And I think that that limit really doesn't allow me to check in as much as I should with my body and see 
how I'm feeling. Am I too sore? Am I jet lagged? If I'm traveling, there are so many different elements that are sort of like these life elements that we don't think about when we're training for a race. And so I think that these are really important things that I've sort of learned at this point that I want to share that I think are important. So I think that there are a lot of things that can sort of add into your training in terms of like, not all of us are going to be these elite athletes that are runners as a full-time job. Obviously we have jobs, we go to school, we have, you know, we book trips and it realistically, it's not going to, you're not going to hit every single one of your training runs. And if you do, I think that's really lucky, but I think it's, almost unrealistic to hold yourself to that sort of a high standard, especially if you're in a really demanding job or you've, you know, got a really intense course study. And I think it's important to allow yourself to rest. I think that I'm someone who, you know, I think that I thrive off of like being so go, go, go and like being busy all the time. And so for a while, that's why I was like, I'm, I run six days a week and I only let myself have one rest day a week, but I kind of was ignoring the fact that whenever it came to that rest day, I was exhausted. And like, I, like, it was like, I needed that rest day, but then that, and I would, I would always typically have it on a Sunday as well. But then I remember I'd always like go into Monday and almost kind of think like, "Mm, you know, am I really there yet? Am I ready for this, you know, training run, whatever it is, even if it's just easy miles, is my body actually ready? And a lot of the times I, you know, I might, I, I'm pretty good at disciplining myself. And I think that I've just, I have that instinct in me from like growing up playing sports and things. But I think that to a certain extent, it's not super healthy. And I'm not saying, you know, if you do this, then it's like not healthy. But I'm just trying to encourage the idea that maybe some of us need to think about, you know, how much do you actually allow your body to rest? Because this also feeds into things like injuries. And, you know, this is massive too, I think, for coming from someone who was just, who has just gone through an injury. You know, it sucks to be injured and you can't run, you can't do anything for a few months and you're really limited to like your physio exercises. And I know that that's dependent on whatever you have specifically to your injury. But I think for me, coming out of injury, it's so important that like I do everything in my power to prevent myself from being injured again because coming from me I I personally would not like to be injured again because that was not fun and I am someone who obviously loves running and sees running as an outlet but I also know that there are things that I could have done to prevent injury that I didn't do and one of those was definitely rest and if you guys follow me on TikTok or Instagram you would have seen like you know videos of me traveling last Thanksgiving back and forth between the US and the UK and obviously that's like massive jet lag massive long travel time and I was still trying to keep up with my half marathon training and I still tried to also like do them really early in the morning because I pride myself on being a morning person but I think in moments like that you really have to ask yourself like is my body actually ready for this speed workout for example no okay maybe we shouldn't do this because if your body's not prepared something can happen you can trip you can misstep and you know one minute you're running next minute you're injured and so I think it's just important that I want to encourage you just to have that thought or conversation with yourself even in your head of am I okay am I feeling okay in my training or am I sore all the time am I tired all the time am I fatigued do I feel less motivated to do my workouts I think that these are all things that I was sort of feeling in the lead up to my injury and so I'm someone who 
has now become really okay with not doing as many runs per week. And I spoke about this in previous episodes, but just more about having those quality sessions. So while I do love running and, you know, there are days where, you know, my coach may not necessarily schedule in a run, but maybe mentally I'm like, oh, but like, I really wish I had that outlet. I think that from the injury as well, I've found sort of other ways to almost like find that similar sort of outlet. And for me, it's just being able to, you know, speak to my mental health and like, you know, address it. And for me, if that's like a walk on the trail near me, or if that's calling my family and chatting or catching up with friends, cooking a nice meal, you know, having a nice cup of coffee, there are so many different things that I can do that I've found that are also sort of nice ways of addressing how I'm feeling and checking in with myself. And it doesn't necessarily have to be running every single day, if that makes sense. I'm sort of blabbering on at this point, but I think the gist of it is that I just want to encourage you to rest more because it's so important as a runner and you know especially in the sport of running I think it's about longevity and you know if you want to continue running for the rest of your life you need to start incorporating rest more and you need to start being a bit smarter about your training and just making sure that you yourself are okay and making sure that you're checking in and addressing different niggles and you know fatigue and different things that you're feeling within your body. Next thing that I want to work on so number two is going to be cross training and I feel like I've said this a lot of times but I think as runners it's so hard to motivate ourselves to cross train and obviously cross training can look completely different to everyone it doesn't have to be going to the gym it doesn't have to be cycling or swimming or any of these things I think it's so important to find what works best for you and even when you find when you think you find what works best for you I think you still have to force yourself to mix it up because otherwise I definitely think that it's easy to sort of get bored doing that same cross training. So for example, I got sort of caught up in a routine of going to the gym every Friday and doing the same mobility and strength routine. And I'm not bashing mobility and strength. You guys know that post-injury, I am all about the physio exercises, mobility, plyometrics. You know, I'm, I'm incorporating that weekly. And if my physio is listening to this, I promise I'm doing them maybe almost every week. <laughs> but I think it's important to mix it up. And I think it's great to, sort of try out different things and see what works best for you. And I think that, you know, doing something like trying different workout classes, for example, is something that I did recently. And it's a great way to sort of target different muscle groups in your body that may not get used or may not get utilized during your week of running. And it allows you to become stronger in other areas of your body, especially if you're a distance runner. And especially if you just think about like moments during races that you may have run where you're feeling really fatigued or a part of your body really hurts. For example, I used to, I remember at Paris Marathon, my knees hurt so bad and it wasn't like a, like something serious. It was more just like soreness and it was kind of throughout like my knees and my thighs and I just didn't really feel very strong. And then it was, after Paris Marathon that I incorporated strength training that I was then able to feel so much stronger for Berlin. And I genuinely, genuinely believe that that is why I was even able to do Berlin and London back-to-back weekends. Still don't know how I did that, but you know, we were just vibing, so. But I think it's important to mix it up and just find something that you can actually look forward to. And I think for me lately, I've been having to sort of mix it up until I find something that I like. I genuinely have been loving swimming and I 
feel like my injury really forced me to fall back in love with swimming because I used to swim on a swim club as a kid. And I think it's just important though that like with me, even though I do know that I like swimming, I still want to keep mixing it up, but I still want to keep trying new things. I feel like yoga has been really great because it's not only helped me stretch and taking yoga classes pre-marathon, I think was really important and really great to help me sort of stretch out my muscles, but obviously throughout the week and doing that regularly, I think also helps encourage me as a runner to just stretch more to make sure that I'm not just neglecting, you know, my stretches before or after a workout or a run. And so I think it's definitely a great way to try and sort of find what works best for you and also just kind of keep it exciting because I also know that, you know, on the flip side, for some people running isn't like the most exciting thing in the world and you're not always going to have the best run. And so I think that like mixing up your workouts as well also helps you, you know, have something to look forward to during the week, but also kind of maybe even like redirect that, you know, excitement and okay, like, you know, that wasn't the greatest workout class, but now I'm really looking forward to running again because I really miss it and I love it and, you know, and just kind of encourage you in that way. So that's number two. Number three is sort of the reason really that I wanted to do this episode. And again, I put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. So if this is going to trigger you in any way, I would encourage that you click off to another episode. But number three is that in 2023, I want to increase my carbohydrates as a runner. And this may sound like stupid because like, you know, you would think like with most runners, like, yeah, of course, runners eat loads of carbs and they should be eating carbs. But something for me that I've been really reflective of, especially recently, is just the fact that I know myself and I, you know, again, like I said, I'm very self-aware and I've been, I've known for a while that I still to this day, I do struggle with like the, not the consumption, but just like incorporating carbohydrates regularly into my everyday diet. And I'm not afraid to admit that, you know, I I do truly believe that a major reason is because during my anorexia, carbohydrates were like a big no-no for me. It was like a big food no-no and I was incredibly scared of carbohydrates. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I've definitely been trying to improve that relationship and I, I do believe that running has helped that. But I think that I've noticed the trend, I guess, of like it only really improves around like big races. And so it's a really bad way for me to look at carbohydrates of seeing like, you know, okay, well, I have a marathon or a half marathon. So like I can get that croissant. I can have this pasta or, you know, just stupid things like that where like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because like I'm still doing those weeks on weeks of training in the lead up. So I should be having carbohydrates. And so I guess I'm saying this because I'm not afraid to admit the fact that like I do still struggle with that thought and I do still struggle with like, you know, this, this dumb sort of fear of carbohydrates. And I know that people will relate to this, whether or not you went through it when you were younger or if you still go through it. I believe that the media for a long time, especially 10 years ago when I was going through my eating disorder, really portrayed carbohydrates to be incredibly negative. And I think that in my recovery and in my sort of swapping of like my relationship with running and creating a much more positive relationship with running, I think like I'm definitely, I've definitely still been working on like the nutrition element. I do, I do sort of, I do feel good in the sense that like I feel like I do eat whole foods and I am proud of that and I you know I eat what I when I want and for the most part I guess and you know I I I eat till I'm full and I listen to my hunger cues but I think as a runner 
that wants to, that is feeling very encouraged, that is feeling very inspired going into these races in 2023. I do not want to screw this up in any way ever again. And I think that more than ever, this is the time for me to address this stupid fear of carbohydrates. <laughs> and so I want to start by sort of sharing, I guess, for those that may relate in some way or might be new to running and not understand why carbohydrates are important. We're going to we're going to sit down and we're going to learn together about why carbohydrates are important especially for runners. So, and I'll have again all of the links to the show notes of in the show notes of the episode, but in episodes like these, I always like to go off and do my own research and find good sources online and then I will include them in the show notes just so that you know that I'm not like lying or anything but I also don't want to come on here and say things and not be able to like accredit myself or like have like backup basically. So why do runners need carbohydrates? So this comes from an article from Women's Running. Given carbohydrates are the body's primary energy source for runners, they are essential pre and post run fuel. If you don't have your energy in your system, you can't hit those paces. And if you've not eaten well the day before, even before run at an easy pace, then you can really struggle. It takes 24 to 48 hours for carbohydrates to be turned into glycogen stores. So there's no point in eating a bowl of porridge that morning, having had no carbs the night before and thinking you're going to perform optimally because you're not. So this is coming from someone named McGregor that is a coach speaking in this article. So McGregor points out that your diet and your carbohydrate intake should be dependent on your training goals. Runners with a high weekly training volume will have a greater demand for carbohydrates in their diets given their high energy output. So fueling your body correctly will mean you benefit from your training, but it depends on what you've been, what you're training for. And if you're running because you enjoy it and you just want to do it three times a week, then having a slightly lower intake of carbohydrates every day is not a bad thing, but don't ever cut it out. McGregor recommends people take a fist-sized portion at most meals, and if you're doing a bit more, then you might introduce some carb-based snacks. I also really love this article from runnersworld.com about fueling the runner carbohydrates, battling a bad reputation. So it says that it's not uncommon to hear a runner report fatigue, and after further investigation, a food record assessment may reflect a diet lacking in carbohydrates, the cause of fatigue. There are runners that are unaware that their diet is insufficient in carbohydrates while others faithfully aim for the low carb regimen. Temptation to test out how the body might respond to a low carbohydrate routine is slowly creeping into the lives of many runners. Unfortunately, following through with a carbohydrate restricted diet is likely to leave you recognizing an early sense of fatigue on an otherwise easy run and poor recovery. Carbohydrates are one of the most important components in your diet. Eating a very low carb diet and aiming for a successful workout do not go hand in hand. Your body prefers carbohydrate as the main fuel source when you run. In fact, if carbohydrates are not present, your body will convert fat into protein into carbs for energy. This is a very inefficient form of energy for an endurance athlete. When you don't eat enough carbohydrates and continue training, your body will snowball into a state of mental and physical fatigue. Contrary to popular belief, eating carbohydrates will not make you gain fat mass. Eating too many calories as compared to what you burn is the cause of unwanted fat gain, not calories solely in the form of carbohydrates. It seems that focusing on this one particular macronutrient to reduce or even eliminate dieters are able to decrease the total amount of calories consumed leading to weight loss. This applies especially to those who are extremely tempted to overindulge in their favorite carbohydrate-rich foods. But the best ingredients to a sound and healthy nutritional recipe are balance, variety, and moderation. If carbohydrates are eliminated, the recipe will fail. 
Although you may know the importance of carbohydrates, why is it that you still feel so confused and tempted? Let's try to clear things up. The words net impact carbohydrates or net carb are frequently posted on food labels. These phrases do not mean carbohydrates are absent. To calculate the net carbs, you subtract the grams of fiber and sugar alcohols from the total carbohydrates. The thought process behind this is that fiber and sugar alcohols are not completely digested. Thus, they are not counted as total carbohydrates. However, they are still sources of calories. And as previously stated, it is calories that contribute to fat gain, not specifically carbohydrates. Also note in food labels with net or low carb, the common carbohydrate source is replaced with some sort of substitute. For example, wheat flour is commonly replaced with soy flour, fiber, sugar alcohols, or fat. There is no major disadvantage to a product that contains soy flour. Fiber is a wonderful addition to the diet. However, it is important to understand how your body might handle the high fiber punch that is associated with low carb products. It may contribute to GI problems during some of your long runs or intense runs. Sugar alcohols may also lead to uncomfortable diarrhea, gas, and bloating. And lastly, fat replacement contributes to the health risks associated with a high-fat diet. Many of the foods with the low-carb labeling also have the potential to be highly processed. In turn, the processing of food takes away from the nutritional quality. You may be eating food with no nutritional quality except calories and in the process missing out on many wonderful micronutrients your body requires. Compare labels with the natural counterpart to ensure quality is still present. A runner should never question if they should follow a low-carb diet. The major role of carbohydrates is to produce energy. Fuel your body with a diet rich in carbohydrates to maximize your training and performance. However, you can modify your diet in the kinds of carbohydrates you choose. Great natural sources of carbohydrates for a runner include whole grains, beans, fresh fruit, milk, and vegetables. So again, like I said, I will have the two resources mentioned in the show notes of the episode if you want to go and check them out. But all this to say is that like, I'm basically creating a challenge for myself to just include more carbohydrates into my diet. And I think that that's also a reason why I stopped daily vlogs on TikTok because as much as like, you know, I've never gone out and and it's kind of the reason why I've never wanted to do a what I eat in a day because I've always been very self-aware that I definitely do not eat enough carbs for someone who does distance running as a hobby. But I think it's just important for me, especially going into, you know, my next round of races that like, I just want to make sure that I'm resting properly, that I'm doing my cross training on days that I'm not running and just making sure that I am fueling my body because I hear it way too often about how runners, you know, get injured and have these really crazy, insane injuries from just not fueling enough and not eating enough. And so I definitely want to obviously prioritize running and make sure that I'm my healthiest and best self for my upcoming races. And so, yeah, I just wanted to open up about that and I just didn't really know how to do it. And I feel, a little, I felt kind of awkward if I'm honest, because I almost like, I, I think it felt more like something that I wasn't telling you guys. And like, obviously I feel like I speak to you guys in these episodes, like my friend, and it does honestly just feel like a sit down chat with like a friend and like catching up, which is so lovely. And I, that's why I love this podcast. But I think that that's why I also wanted to be completely honest about you know, I know that I don't do this well and I want to be better about it and I want to share that because I don't want you guys to think that like, you know, I'm just because I've gotten, I've had this amazing race that like everything's fine and there's not still stuff that I am actively working on. So I want to encourage you to, you know, think about rest, think about cross training, think about nutrition and think about anything else that like you specifically maybe need to work on. And like, it's not to be seen as like a negative thing. I think if anything, it helps us, you know, look into different areas and see where we're not you know maybe pouring into 
our cups in terms of like, you know, maybe you're pouring too much into the running element, but you're not pouring too much into the nutrition element like I've been doing. And so I think it's great to have that in terms of just like being very self-aware and having those goals that don't have to be time related, because I think that there's such an emphasis on, you know, what, what's your PB at like marathons and half marathons and different races, but, you know, make goals. I think it's important to have goals with things that are non-running related that will in turn help you get those PBs and get those goals times that you have. And so, yeah, that was kind of the bulk of the episode and really just wanted what I wanted to chat about and be open about. But I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you do follow me on social media, I do want to create more videos around this and I will, I'm still trying to figure out like the approach to it, but I definitely do want to open up more about it on TikTok and Instagram. And so keep an eye out for some videos around that. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, all of the links to the resources mentioned in the episode and ways to get in touch with me will be in the show notes of the episode. But otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next one and I will talk to you soon. Bye.